I remember a while ago somebody had asked us um, if somebody else could do the intro. Do you remember that? And then I was like, oh yeah, we we did that because we had a we had a half nerd almost a year ago. So oh gosh, uh, so, are we gonna try to do it? Yeah, you're you're in gonna have to do style? it. No, yeah. last time last no. time you tried it. And last I tried time it. I tried it and you tried it and we agreed that you actually did the better one. That's that's fine. I, I think. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it should be uh, this should be the Elena show today. So no, that's not that's not how it works. If we're doing it, if it was the quarter nerd, maybe it would be. The but we're man. the half nerd. God, imagine how boring it would be if just one of us was here monologuing. I know. Uh, you know, oh Gordon gosh. could do it. You know, Gordon could do it. But yeah, I think everyone else would kind of struggle. Yep. Uh, we are not Gordon. Yeah, we just uh, get to say when Gordon's wrong. Friend of the show, Peter. Uh, Peter says uh, that uh, none of us can replace Gordon for the intro. Uh, we can't. But, but we if we that. try it, we, we should that. at least screw it up once. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, uh, all right. Ponchy, uh, Ponchy Monkey makes a good point. Uh, I do have the uh, the Gordon soundboard here, so Ooh. he will be with us uh, in his heart. The problem is that every single one of these has cussing in it. So. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Except for that one. Uh, I know that one's good. And I good. know the Disney sponsorship is important to him. Yeah. So much so that I wore a Disney shirt today. Yeah. You guys are highs. Yeah, you guys are high. <laughs> he, Gordon, Gordon's here. He says we're high. Uh, but we're not because it's 930 in the morning. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's a... True. <laughs> good point. Uh, yeah. Good point. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I think uh, I think we should uh, we should try it. Are we both trying it again? I think you should do it. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. Here let's go. do it. Wait. So much okay. pressure, yep. everybody. I'm ready. All right. In this episode of The Half Nerd, we talk about why Gordon is wrong on console gaming, game streaming, and Star Trek The Motion Picture. Welcome to the Half Nerd episode uh, 91.5 by our count, but it's actually the second Half Nerd we've ever done. Yeah, true. It's the, the two Half Nerds make a full nerd, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're at some other number that doesn't exist <laughs> right now. Yeah. Anyway, I am your host for today, Elena Yee, and here with me controlling the vertical and the horizontal, as Gordon <laughs> likes to say, Adam Patrick Murray. Where, where are Gordon and Brad? Why why are they not here with us? They are on vacation. Yeah? They are on vacation. How, which... come, how come they get a vacation and we don't? Because uh, I, I just know. came back from a really uh, long one. Well, so how come you all get vacations and I don't? Actually, you were just I, on I did. One like I, two I did weeks a little bit ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Which uh, is why we didn't have true. any videos for yeah. like two weeks because yeah. you were. Uh, wait. Well, no, you were gone for travel, and then you went on vacation. Had a personal yeah. travel. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you know, of course, <laughs> with Brad and Gordon gone, we're gonna have to talk about the important things that they just don't want to talk about. I'm just kidding. Brad, he's he's fine. Gordon, you know, he just <laughs> he poo poos on so many things that uh, that we just have to call him on his BS sometimes, right? <laughs> uh, and what better time to do it than when he's not here to defend himself? <laughs> so, uh, so you know, yeah. wait, wait, wait. So I think of this less as doing it when he can't defend himself uh -huh. and more as having my moment to say something in response to all the things he said while I was on vacation. I couldn't say anything. True. It was like 3 a.m. in Japan when I happened to drop in on the chat last week 
But I was like checking the last notifications on my phone as I was getting ready for bed, and I saw the notification that um, PC World has gone live with, you know, full nerd. And I said, hey, wait a second. Are they talking about PlayStation 5? <laughs> I dropped in, and you happened to just be <laughs> in the middle of that conversation. I was like, all right. I gotta say something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I tried to defend it as best I could, but you I, know, I heard. Yeah, you I know, caught up on you know, it. Gordon, he just can't. Uh, he just can't help himself. You know. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to get into that uh, as well as uh, other things. Yeah. Um, do we have the uh, the topics? Up? Oh yeah. Let, let me bring up the nifty difty topics. Yeah. Uh, there we go. I couldn't change the graphic here to say the half nerd, but you know, I did it anyway. So yeah, why, why don't we start off? By talking about probably the main thing that Gordon is wrong about yep. all the time, consoles, but more more importantly, the future of a particular console, the PS5. Uh, yeah. So did, did you catch up on all the specs and I the did. Wired article I and did. everything? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and what do you think? I, I want to hear your, your take since, since you okay. weren't here last time. Uh, so my take overall, um, I think that's actually best covering... As I'm talking about why I think Gordon is wrong. <laughs> okay. Yep. So just to recap for people who maybe didn't, you know, hear the news last week, didn't watch the episode last week yet. Um, Wired had an exclusive interview with PlayStation. Exclusive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very <Yep>. nice. <laughs> well done. I like that. <laughs> I could really get by with trailers at E3 that don't have that, like random voice. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I'd actually rather have it just on the screen, a little watermark, and that's it. Yeah. Personal thing. Anyway. <laughs> um, so they they talked a little bit in general terms, like they teased what people could expect. So they mentioned third generation Ryzen. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be Zen 2. Um, and then it's going to be a custom part that combines with Navi uh, for the GPU. And uh, probably the most exciting news, and I have to echo Brad here, is that they're going to be using an SSD as a default. Yeah. So much faster loading times. They had some kind of side-by-side comparison where they had, uh, I think it was Spider-Man. Spider-Man, And yep. they were doing, like, fast travel in the game. And on a PlayStation 4, uh, like a standard stock PlayStation 4, it was, like, 15 seconds to switch between locations. <sighs> Something and, like that. Yeah, 15 seconds. And then when they went to... The uh, the dev kit that they're using for PlayStation Five, um, which is not the official name, that's just what we're all calling it for now. Yeah, it probably will be. It probably will be. It makes sense. I would prefer that over just PlayStation. No number, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that would be cool. I think it was zero point eight seconds. So quite a dramatic increase. Very dramatic. Very very dramatic. Well, and, and something that that we had talked about last time that I think there was a little bit of confusion is that yes, you can put an SSD into the consoles right now, mm-hmm. uh, but that does not necessarily mean that it's going to take advantage of it. Because I mean, yes. there, there's been plenty of testing out there. Even if you put an SSD, yep. like you'll get a little bit of increase. Yeah. But this is going to be built around. It having an SSD, meaning that it, it is going to be, you know, like yeah. with that in mind, like there's right. not going to be an H, you know, a hard drive option. So, right. So the interview was with Mark Cerny. I yep. think I'm pronouncing his name right. That's Sorry right. if I'm not. It's right. Um, and he actually said specifically in that Wired interview that uh, developers have been asking for the use of an SSD. I think because it'll enable them to, you know, use whatever size, you know textures and other assets that they want without oh, yeah. having to be constrained by the hard drive. Yeah. And the other thing that was said was, I think he specifically said that 
if you were to put an SSD into a PlayStation 4 now, you would only get maybe like one third of the performance boost that you'll get with a PlayStation 5. I mean, if, if that, the, the, yeah. the stuff I've seen from like Digital Foundry, it's like. Right, but or, that's what the, if, that's yeah. what's officially coming out of a, the mouth of a PlayStation representative. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was very interesting to yeah. note. Uh, and we, we got some chat in, um, in Twitch asking about what we think is going to be the default, uh, size of the drive. Uh, you know, yeah. and you know about the prices. I mean, what, what do you think is going to be like the base level? Entry level, you know, stock. Okay, so I was thinking about this on the way to work today because mm-hmm. a couple of the points that I wanted to, among the points that I wanted to kind of push back on Gordon's take was like storage size mm-hmm. and price point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to, like, like Brad said, I think that's largely going to depend on when these console or the when this console is going to launch and when say like Microsoft's competing console is going to launch because mm-hmm. that will influence, I think, whatever prices exist um i mean for going off of the prices now ssds are getting rapidly cheaper so i i personally think that if they're putting out a console that's supposed to have like the latest and greatest hardware they are going to kneecap themselves by doing a 500 gigabyte console yeah, it's just it's just not going to make any sense because if you're if you're basically doing something where specifically you have an SSD so you can load in you know, all the assets you need quickly, I mean developers are going to take advantage of that and they're not necessarily going to make tiny packages of assets. You know they're they're going to do as much as they can so you get like high graphic fidelity, you know, beautiful games, so on and so forth, like great audio. They're talking about with three D audio, mm-hmm. yeah, a potential yeah. feature that's uh, supported. Yeah, so through ray tracing. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about that too. So I just can't imagine that you would give somebody, it's like, it's equivalent of telling someone, well, here, buy a laptop with a 128 gigabyte, you know, SSD in it as your boot drive. Like that thing's going to fill so fast. I mean, mean, but it's been done before. I mean, the switch right now has default internal of like 25 gigs or something, which you can like barely stores. Yeah. I mean, so, so I think that. My guess is that if they were to go with the 500 gigabyte SSD, they're going to allow you to still like connect a drive to it kind of the way that like maybe have like a second bay drive or bay slot in the console. So like oh. the current PlayStation oh. 4, how you can just like open it up and like, you know, yeah, insert yeah. it and that's it. You don't need an external hard drive. Yeah. You just swap the drive essentially yeah. to upgrade the size. So they'll either do that again or have a second one, a second one. So that you can put in, like, say, a cheaper SATA SSD, and this time it'll be SATA 3 instead of SATA 2. So you get a, f- mm, it won't yeah. be as fast as the drive that they're, um, touting right now, because the wired interview said that it was supposed to be faster than any modern PC, which kind of hints uh, at PCIe 4. Uh, specifically yeah, the quote right. from, specifically uh, yeah, the yeah, quote from right. Cerny said something along the lines, oh, well, I shouldn't say specific. So the, the quote from Cerny said something along the lines of, it's faster than you can get in any PC today. So any PC today, I mean, that's a hint at, right. I mean, yeah. what else is out there yet except for PCIe 4, which hasn't come out but officially. It, yeah, that so still it, seems like a price premium. I, I know. I just, I don't know what they're doing to achieve that. So either they're doing some custom stuff that somehow they're able to get, you know, more bandwidth out of it or throughput out of it, or it's just a technology we haven't seen yet, which I'm leaning more towards the latter 
but uh, pe- people know. are asking, uh, do, do we think maybe it's some sort of uh, hybrid drive or some sort of, you know, caching kind of thing, like an Optane, you know, uh, you know, because that's not in a lot of PCs today. So I mean, it's Ryzen, so it supports store MI, right? Right. You know. Um, but I, I can't imagine. I yeah. don't know. I, I can't imagine what it'll be yet because, I mean, a lot of the consoles are custom. So sometimes they come up with solutions True. that, you know, make sense once it's been revealed. But I'm not highly imaginative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marius uh, saying they could have a six, 16 to 32 gigabyte eMMC flash memory for boot. You know, something they, they, they could do something a little bit different that's not in in PCs right now. Right. You they know. could. They could. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm going with just very standard, unimaginative, uh, speculation personally. Also, you know, uh, a good point here too, is that they're, they're not ruling out the possibility that maybe it's two drives. Uh, maybe it's like, uh, 120 gig SSD for, for like a, a boot drive and then a two terabyte eight, uh, you know, spinning platter. So you still get the massive amount of storage, but you know, technically it does have an SSD and can run things faster. I, I don't know about that because if they're talking about load times within game, that means that you're reading the data that's on the, I mean, they're reading data from the drive that has the game data, right? That was really repetitive. Sorry. Everybody. <laughs> it's Thursday for yeah. me. And I just got, I'm, I'm so jet lagged still. It's horrible. Coming back from Asia is always so hard on me. Anyway. God, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> um, I, I think if they're going from a 15 second loading time to a 0.8, Second loading time, I don't think they're going to be doing that off of a spinning platter drive. I just can't imagine it, which is why yeah. I said something more along the like If they were to have a second bay so that you didn't have to give up the existing drive you're already getting in the system, then I would think of it more as like uh, something where you could insert uh, an SSD, like a laptop sized one. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so either way, one of the big talking points, uh, especially afterward uh, in the YouTube comments, um, was Brad's assertion that console gaming has been holding the PC back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I, th- I think we have a, a little bit of a different take on it. Uh, so I, I, we do. I just wanted to address one more thing though, oh, okay. on the last thing. Yeah, so related. So related to the. Um, the size of the hard drive. I also wanted to address the price point. Uh, question, and I oh, think they yeah. were saying that they didn't really get that much into it. They just kind of talked about last gen. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. If they did do a 500 gigabyte SSD version, like that would be the one that comes out at say like 400, which was the price point last time. Yeah, for PlayStation Four. Um, but I could also see them doing something like Xbox One X that c- came out at 500 mm-hmm. and had a one terabyte. Mm-hmm. Um hard drive so that they might be able to kind of, you know, have these different tiers. So that way people who would say like, well, 500 is never going to be big enough. And they would say like, well, here you go. You know, you get this plus, you know, maybe some like bundle thing to make it worth your while. Um, or maybe this is the one that supports ray tracing. And this is the one that does. Yeah. It. Somebody, somebody did point that out. And yeah, I, I I think I think out of the gate this time there will be two SKUs. I think both companies will have a cheaper entry level one and then the more advanced one because I mean it 
in this mid-cycle refresh of a pro and an X, uh, I, th- I think people really like that. They're like, hey, you know what? If if you want to go over here, you, or if you want to go over here, mm-hmm. the most powerful one, because you know it, options are always better. Instead of saying, "Hey, we're going to dive down into the most advanced thing, and it's going to be six hundred dollars, and that's all you can get." Yeah, because uh, that really alienates <laughs> yeah. gamers, as as we all have seen things shake out. So I was looking at the numbers, and I think I think Sony at CES reported like what ninety million PlayStation fours that have been like sold or it's in the retail channels. I forget which which one it was for mm. distinction. Mm. And I think the last estimates, Microsoft hasn't released any official numbers as far as I know, um, is like in the forty million range. Like so that's like half. Yeah. And Xbox three sixty had a huge advantage in the previous generation because PlayStation 3 came out at $600 because it had that Blu-ray drive and it was brand new technology. It was super expensive. Yeah. I had friends who were home theater buffs and super into that who bought a PlayStation 3 just because it had the Blu-ray drive. And I mean, it, was it was the actually, cheapest Blu-ray And it was actually time, cheaper yeah. than buying a standard Blu-ray yeah. player. Yeah. Well, and Sony really doubled down on the, uh, the, God, what was their, their core? Uh, they had the, the specialized, um, cell architecture, cell architecture. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that they were going to, they were saying was going to be in washing machines and, and TVs and everything. And obviously it didn't end up happening. No. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I want to move on to the point about things. This is actually a perfect segue. Yeah. Segue. So Here I was going to address the fact, fact too, that, uh, what I find most interesting about this, uh, set of, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> sorry, Gordon just had to chime in. <laughs> I am getting a little long winded. It's fine. I get it. I'll move on to my point. You guys are highs. <laughs> are we? Are we high on know. life? Are we? <laughs> um, I think it's interesting that in the last generation, the current generation, PlayStation 4, and again now, Sony is basically establishing themselves as the one that's saying, hey, we know what you like. We're just going to give you more of that, and we're going to make it really good, right? So, like last generation, sorry, current generation, Xbox One, Don Matrick, you know, comes out and he's like, "We're going to be doing all this like digital, like cloud stuff." Oh, it's on. Everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> um, Which they've, I mean, ended up moving to anyway. So yeah, yeah, right. Like <laughs> yeah. the the discless Xbox One yeah, that right. that just got announced. Yeah. Like, what is that? We can talk about that <laughs> later. Um, and then what? A few hours later, Sony's like, "Here, <laughs> hey everybody, it's okay. We're gonna do all of this and everything that you wanted. We're just gonna make it better. You can still have your discs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's a hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. yeah. you don't need Connect. Yeah, Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Connect, but that's the whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that they're doing it again with this, you know, this generation because you know Microsoft's talking about like. You know, they just came out the discless version of Xbox One. Mm-hmm. They've talked about cloud uh, gaming. Mm-hmm. Sony says that they're going to have some kind of plan for cloud gaming as well. I mean, they already have it. <clears throat> right. PlayStation but, Now. Yeah. Right. But I'm just saying, like, it's not their focus for no. this console. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're still going with a very traditional, like, hardware-based console experience. Almost PC-like, if you want to. I mean, both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> And I just think it's interesting that they're, they're doing the same thing for this round, which actually I find really encouraging because, um, unlike Gordon, 
<laughs> surprise, surprise. I don't really think that PC gamers and console gamers are as in much uh, conflict or are at odds with each other as much as he says. Like, don't get me wrong, there's going to be a lot of console love in this particular episode, but <laughs> I still think the PC is great. I think that there's a lot you can do with it that you can't do on console, but I don't necessarily think that they're not, that's an opposition to each other. It's all part of the same ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you want the best possible experience and if you want to customize and tune the mm-hmm. way that you like obviously the pc is the way right. to go and that's where i do a majority of my gaming but sometimes you just want to do something on the tv or, or a handheld i mean i'm a huge handheld fan so yeah like i love my switch uh so yeah yeah game and to to that point uh you know i don't think it's consoles that are holding back you know, uh, gaming as, as, uh, Brad was saying, and, and maybe he, he's going to clarify, but actually I think it's developers targeting the minimum, you know, uh, yeah, uh I, audience I, out yeah, there. Yeah. I was just, uh, looking at the Steam hardware, uh, survey and the, the largest majority of cards right now is, um, not majority, but the largest slice yeah. is like the 1060 followed by the 1050 yeah. and 1050 TI. Yeah. So, I mean, those cards are in the same neighborhood as an RX 580. Xbox on Xbox One X has a custom part that's kind of analogous to an RX 580. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you're going to get the exact same experience with both. Like, like you can't compare apples to apples between Xbox One X and you know, kind of a, a mid-range kind of card or like you know, mainstream card like that. But it's saying it's not. <sighs> You're not really holding anybody back if a lot of people are still playing in your budget and, you know, mid-tier gaming card yeah. range. Not yeah. everyone is going to be rocking a 2080 or even a 2080 Ti. Yeah, it's it's those, those cards that are make up the majority of people gaming uh, are close enough to the console that I think developers are safely able to aim at that segment and say, right. okay, you got your consoles, you got your, and on the PC you got the the 1060s, 1050s right. Air, area. Right. Uh, so it's not like it's not like if consoles were out of the equation that all of a sudden developers would just be developing for 2080 TIs, you know, yeah. like, no, that, that's just not going to be the case. Uh, they're still going to go into that, that 1060, 1050 range. And yeah, that's even the people who are playing on integrated graphics. Right. I, I mean, no, and, and we get a lot of comments of, of uh, you know, all, all you lovely fans, uh, you know, saying, Hey, you know, I'm uh, zero games for me says he's on a, a 980. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people still on older hardware that mm-hmm. are either you know, haven't upgraded yet or just don't have a need to yet, right. you know? So I, I, I don't think, I don't think consoles are here to just hold anybody back. And I do love, uh, that in this generation, Microsoft has finally, finally said, Hey, you know what? Whether you buy it on a console or you buy it on a PC, it's the same thing. You get the game, you know, and Microsoft is, is almost like so quick to be like, Hey, you know what? If you don't want a console, don't get a console. Who cares? You know, I, like it's not so much about selling the box anymore as you selling, you know, getting into the their subscription service or yeah, or just yeah. buying their games. So, you know, you still have to get it through the Microsoft store. But, yeah, I was going to say. But like, mm. <laughs> still, I mean, that's better than the past. In the past, you know, they always paid lip, lip service. But now Microsoft's able to say, hey, listen, when Halo 5 comes out, you know, instead of selling just 10 million. Six, I think. Six. Uh, yeah, six. Uh, instead of selling just 10 million, now we're going to sell 20 million because all these people on the PC 
also picked it up, you know. So it's like yep. for them, that's a huge win. So e- either way, Microsoft uh, is, is still going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, there is one nuance to the argument that Brad and Gordon made last week that I agree with, which is specifically the Jaguar cores in the current cycle oof, and the previous yeah. like, and you know, even the previous cycle, um, we're holding things back. Oh yeah. That I agree with. So it's, it's really good news that, you know, Sony is saying that they're going with the most, you know, current thing they can get their hands on during development, right? Which is third gen Ryzen. Um, I can only hope, please Microsoft, I can only <laughs> hope that Microsoft will match them in specs. Like I really, I don't think it benefits anybody when one particular platform is weaker, like significantly weaker than oh, another. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless it's something kind of unique like the Switch, you know, this, right. that that can be weaker because it has a, an interesting thing yeah. to it. Uh, but also, you know, I, I think Microsoft really loves having that narrative right now of the Xbox One X being the fastest, best, you know, console, right. which is why I think they'll still have it, but they'll also have an entry level one, too. So it's like, hey, you know, get whatever you want. In their mind, you get an entry level Xbox Two X, whatever. Uh, an Xbox I really Two. I, I really don't know what they're going to name it. Yeah, I mean, whatever. The names are, you know, irrelevant. They're just going to go with Xbox. I hope so. I, I would like, like Apple that. Right? Goes with iPhone. Yeah. I mean, they should have. It should be just the Final Fantasy. MacBook. You know, no more Final Fantasy numbers. You know. Well, they're just going to have Windows Ten indefinitely, right? Right. Maybe it's yeah. just going to be Xbox One indefinitely. Sure. Why not? I mean, okay. Yeah. It's not going to make it. any sense. Yeah. But it anyway. Doesn't. No. Uh, also, Clayman says uh, he's rocking a GTX 970. Boom. Yeah. So that is, I think, the next one down on the same hardware server here. I oh, have really? it in front of me. So it's a uh, GTX 1060 uh, at 15.58%, 1050 Ti at 9.68%, 1050 at 5.31%. Oh, sorry. No, it was 1070. That's the next one down. 4.66%, then the 960 at 3.28%, and then the 970 at 2.99%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Nice. Yeah. So, so consoles. Uh, I would definitely <laughs> say Gordon is wrong when uh, it comes to consoles. Yeah. And well, the PS5, I'm, I'm excited. I think as, as, you know, PC people, we should be excited because going all the, jumping all the way from Jaguar to Ryzen 3 is going to be a huge jump. Making sure that an SSD is in all consoles is going to be a huge jump. You know, like re- really targeting that stuff is going to be is going to be good for everyone. It's a, it's basically you're just getting a PC that's I mean, specialized. For, I mean, right. No, let me finish. Yeah. But you're getting a PC that's specialized for gaming. That if you built it yourself, it would be very difficult to replicate at that price point. I don't see any harm. I think it's just good for gamers overall. Yeah. That you would get people into the the overall gaming ecosystem with hardware like this because as brad said like if you have a ton of people who are on ryzen type you know machines that means that developers are going to start actually developing for amd which benefits pc (laughs) (laughs) the one thing i thought was really really funny for gordon to say was when we were talking about the whole custom 3d audio stuff and that and they were talking about ray tracing and they were yeah. saying like it could never happen. I, I actually think unfortunately it might be a thing where it's actually going to be a thing first where it's the 3D audio positioning stuff through ray tracing. Mm-hmm. 
and then they can then say that we've got ray tracing, but it's not actually like a visual yeah, thing. Yeah, no. Um, I think it's just going to be limited, something. Limited, limited. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be like a box they can tick on a, you know. Or like you sheet. said, like you said, maybe maybe the highest end one is eight hundred dollars, and they're like, hey, we Jeez. have some, you know, well, some I don't know ray tracing. If, I don't know if there. console gamers would ever <laughs> pay more than six hundred for a console. Yeah. Well, like, but but have the option, you know, eight hundred though. Like yeah. even I, yeah. I mean, we'll pay that much for a smartphone, but I don't think we would for a console. Like I don't think I would. Yeah. Well, right. but a lot of people said they would never pay over a thousand for a smartphone, and and here we are with iPhones over a thousand. But people so. feel like they can't live without their smartphones. True. I think people can definitely make do with an older console, especially if it's going to still get support, like the Microsoft ecosystem. Yeah. Very likely it would get support. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just saying. I think that gamers getting. Uh, higher end features that they wouldn't before is a great thing. I think of it more like smartphones where it's like you have a great, like a OnePlus type phone. Oh yeah. Like why wouldn't Love you it. still recommend it to your friends who don't want to pay for a flagship phone, right? Yeah. The flagship phone still exists because it's leading you know, the whole like technology push. And that's where you, that's where I think the uh, high end enthusiast PC gaming PCs live, yeah. you know, they're, that, that they're at the, the front lines. And uh, also, as somebody who's uh, into audio, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I will be interested to hear, you know, if that will do anything for the landscape, you know, how, how many actual games will take advantage of the positional audio stuff. But I will say, I'm still enjoying my Super X5 right now. How much do those uh, cost? Because the, Gordon the was X5? like, yeah, because Gordon was like, oh, that sounds like something we already have on the PC. And I was like, Gordon, of course you have it on the PC, but how much does it cost? Well, it it depends. I mean, the Super X Five, the the dongle is is one fifty. Uh, okay. So, but I mean, the, there are other implementations right. uh, of it. So it, it's not like that's it's just that's the gold standard for me. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, all I'm saying is though, like, if we were to try to build out something similar again, and yeah. we added that kind of card in, I don't think you could stay at even under six hundred dollars. It'd be really difficult. No. no. Yeah. I mean, it depends how many cores are actually CPU cores they actually use, right? So if it's a uh, more like a let's just say what is it thirty three hundred G whatever the uh, APU parts are, uh-huh. and it's a, like lower core lower core count, yeah. Then maybe you have the 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 wiggle room to squeeze in something like that into an equivalent build PC build, but I think it's going to be difficult. I had a lot of difficulty replicating the Xbox One X. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, uh, which, yeah, we, we will see. Uh, here's a good question from Hookster that I, I think some other people are trying to theorize on as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the PS5 going to have an option to upgrade to a higher Ryzen chip? Do you think it'll be almost oh. like a PC where you're just like, hey, you know, I want to get the configuration with the better graphics card and the better uh, <laughs> CPU? Or is it something that maybe it's just, uh, you know, a socketed part that you can swap out later? I, I, I doubt on that one, but... So my guess... Because it's console, is that, how do I put this? It will not be covered under warranty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, I'm sure, I'm not, I'm not sure, I mean, because it could be soldered on. Um, it's probably going to be, it's my yeah, guess. Probably. Like, uh, but if it wasn't, I don't think it'd be a thing that they would heavily advertise. Yeah. Oh, well, I think the the more likely option is maybe it's it's more like a full PC. You, you go to check out and you 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 know you're like, like well, which option do I want? I you think know? it's gonna be more akin yeah. to buying a laptop, right? So like, if you were to be able, if you were allowed to upgrade, I think it would be more basic stuff. So just like your hard drive and maybe the RAM. 
And then when you check out, as you say, you can choose between this version, this version, or this version. So like your base, your mid, and your, you know, upper. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it, and it all gets murky with like packing bundles and, you know, like that's one thing with the PC too, is that, you know, you get what one controller, then you got to buy a second one, you know, it's like all these other extra little things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you have that on the PC too. You need mouse and keyboard stuff like that. But also, yeah, mouse and keyboard support. Do you think it'll be right out of the gate this time? Ooh. You know, from Sony, I don't know. From Microsoft, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Just because they've been talking so much about like the whole cross cross platform, you know, we're all one big happy gaming family type thing. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, the Sony does have limited keyboard support, but just for like text input. But that's what I mean. And they were slow to implement that. Yeah. So, and Sony is so slow in general to implement certain kind of features that you would just expect to work. That I don't necessarily know if that's something they would be targeting. Yeah. Because I don't think, I've never really, I don't ever, sorry. I've never really felt that they position themselves in a way to kind of champion like the PC gaming community, like to like draw them in. I think they usually just speak to their, their fan base, like, which is console gamers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't think they would ever play to, hey, PC people come on over here. I think it's, it's usually the other way around. People are like, eh, you know, I want some more power. I'm going to go from console to a PC. Uh, so I, yeah, I think they focus on, on more of the entry level stuff. Um, yeah. Also a lot of people are wondering, uh, about Ram. What do you think is a good Ram, uh, in this day and age, uh, in your opinion? Well, so the thing is the Ram is going to be used both for system operating system and the games. I mean, I don't think, I mean, they obviously couldn't go lower than eight gigs, but I think if they're going to future proof it, they should be at least at 12. That's my personal take. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think Microsoft was so dinged on how slow the Xbox performed in just the main menu. <laughs> like, I bet that's going to be one of oh their focuses to be like, I bet they're going to get on stage, you know, and thumb through the, the home screen, whatever the hell it's called, and be like, look how fast it is. You know, I, just, just as a kind of, I don't know. we get it. We get it. I don't know if they would do that on stage. Oh, I be- bet they would do that. Because that's not the way you, that's not how you want to lead like an E3 presentation. <laughs> that's the kind of thing you would do in the behind the door, uh, behind closed doors uh, interviews and, and uh, demos with uh, the press. I mean, the they, they would still show it somehow. They might not comment on it, but, you know, or maybe just a throwaway line of, like, going from a game to a game. It's like, oh, by the way, it's pretty smooth, huh? You know. The problem like is a- that <laughs> when you, the thing is that you can't, you wouldn't want to do it there anyway because um, those presentations are so scripted and there's, you can never be sure, like, how... um repeatable it is under real world conditions they would be yeah, better off no. actually showing that during a regular demo yeah because game journals will notice <laughs> that kind of thing yes yes um i uh yeah i still can't understand why microsoft who wrote the custom version of windows 10 that's used couldn't have done it in a way that optimized better for a spinning platter drive well, I mean, but remember when it launched, it had a ton of other things like the the snap mode, uh, so you could do the picture and picture stuff. You know, like it, it had a lot of support. They were trying to support too many things, I think, and just it got bogged down. I mean, they took some of that. They yeah. took some of that out, and it's still yeah. still yeah. not super great. Uh, 
you know, to, to this whole console talk, you know, a lot of people are saying what's actually worse is going to be uh, game streaming, you know, because uh, there, there's a lot more ramifications of uh, bad examples. Did they actually say that? Or did yeah, you some say- people were, yeah. Oh, a great. lot of people were talking about that you earlier. You gave Adam like the perfect yeah, segue. Perfect segue. We're going over there. And I'll say, I think this does factor into the whole talk that we were just having because, um, you know, if, if, if you think about it, uh, one of the things that I think that they're going to be able to do by having an, a, a more entry level, they're, they're going to have like, Hey, we got a powerful Xbox two X at $600, <laughs> right? But here's what's appealing about the 350 or $400 version is that, you know, it, you can still stream games, maybe even better than you can play it locally. You know, I mean, they wouldn't say that, but you know, like, it it would make people feel like oh okay well i'm i'm not going to lose out on something if i get mm. the the more cheaper like a entry value level add one type yeah of value add or maybe even a separate SKU. you know imagine if it's like here's a a $150 version that's just streaming only you're like you know what i i don't want the disc i don't want i don't need a big hard drive you know uh, so i don't just, even need like you okay. know powerful ryzen cpu <laughs> okay you know or or they they keep selling the xbox one and put that super cheap and, you know, the disless one and say, hey, you know what? This is our streaming only option, you know, for people if they want it. So kind of in the vein of like, say, an NVIDIA Shield TV. Right. You know, okay. which I use all the time. Do I'm, you I'll, actually do you I, I do. Yeah, I, I do. I, uh, I'll, I'll stream either from my PC or I'll, I've been trying to, to stream from the cloud. And Wait, you said trying. Well, is that, is that an indicator of how good the experience is? Well, I mean, a, a little bit of both, uh, okay. because it, it ties into a couple things. There's GeForce Now, right? Uh, that, that, that's what I have, uh, hooked up to it. Um, and I will say, I mean, even on my normal network, streaming, uh, from my PC is, is not great either. I've, I, I would say. over Wi-Fi? No, no, overwired, uh, and I'm and still, still having problems. And it's still not great. Oh, wow. Which okay. I, I is is why I say I actually think it might be more on the shield end of things than the okay. because when I do it on the Steam Link, uh, it's usually better. But the problem with Steam Link is that Steam Link doesn't have ties to UPlay or Origin or right. you know Epic Game Store, and the Shield does. Right. So I kind of have yeah, to be like, rough. okay, what game am I playing? What platform? Which version of the connected Wait. box to my TV? Okay. <laughs> With the full caveat that I love the PC is like, and and the benefit of PC gaming is what? <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but sometimes I like you know uh, gaming on my TV, and in my place, it's not an option to just run an HDMI cable uh, to the TV. So, okay. so for me, I, I do like having those boxes. Uh, so yeah, anyway, but I mean, just to try it, I do use GeForce now. Yes, that's, that's what it's called. You know, to say, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm going to hook up to, you know, whatever game I'm playing, like like Metro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to just try it on, on the PC, and, and sometimes it's better than other times. And obviously, it's not the greatest greatest experience, but I could see people. There are plenty of people who I even know they don't care about frame rates. They don't care about you know oh, the wait, hardware. You can't say that because I know. Gonna wait, hear hold episode. on. Yeah, but come on. Blah, 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 blah. You guys are high. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to cycle those three because I know there's no cussing in them. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, Gordon would say, no, people care. But actually, no, there are plenty of people out there who don't care about frame rates. They just want to play the games. I think the uh, caveat to that is that 
they care for a bare min. They want a bare minimum. That's yeah, playable. Yeah. Well, but I, I mean, even but they're not going to be obsessed with getting you know exactly sixty frames per second or more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say for for me, you know, I am late to PC gaming. I, I didn't build my first PC till 2011, uh, I think. So, you know, oh, man, I'm a horrible person. Yeah, but mostly I was on uh, consoles. 2011 was a long time ago at this point, yeah, man. I, well, yeah, true. Uh, but to before that, I can remember a time where, you know... I, I, I could tell when something was running slow. Like, uh, a good example was I, I used to play Command and Conquer Red Alert on the PlayStation 1. Uh, and at some point, you know, maybe 20 minutes into the campaign, frame rate would just drop to like five frames a second. Oh, gosh. Like, just horrible. Uh, like, uh, oh man, it was like brutal, but I didn't know what was happening. I, you know, I knew the game was slowing down and I didn't like it, but I, I you know, and I knew it was something hardware related, but uh, yeah, I just kept playing it. And then I remember I would, I knew I would get, uh, like I'd almost win. I knew I was close to the end of the game, uh, because the frame rates would come back up <laughs> and be like, ah, sweet. You know, I, I've, I've, I've killed most of their units. Uh, but I, I still played it, you know, uh, you know, so it's all I had, you know, at the time, uh, because I was a console person. So don't hate. Uh, well, I don't say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah. So I, I think there's plenty of people who don't care. Uh, and we have somebody in here saying that um, uh, Peter, friend of the show, Peter, saying, uh, forget frame rates. It's about input lag. And I will say, actually, that is one of the nice things uh, with the GeForce Now. I've never really experienced that much input lag. Wait, like that a, much? A, enough, enough where I could be like, oh, wow, this is. You know, I've seen plenty of like frame drops or frame rates, you know, dipping. Uh, but the input lag, I've never had that much of a problem with in my setup, uh, mm. on GeForce now. So I think that that's going to be more achievable than, you know, yeah. than a lot of people worry about. Uh, but it is, and, and it also depends on the game. Yeah. I was about to say, like, what kind of games are you playing? Are you playing like first person shooters and like, Twitch type games, or are you actually playing stuff that's a little more forgiving uh, with for something like input lag? Uh, both the like I said, the last one that I remember playing was Metro, uh, okay. which is not a Twitch first person shooter, but it is you know first person and and you can tell input lag there. Uh, and I what else did I play? <sighs> I'd have to go back and look. I don't think it, I've played the Division on it. Okay. Um. That would yeah. be interesting because that one is a uh, multiplayer. Yeah. And I feel like for me, something like cloud gaming makes sense if it's something that doesn't require me to have as, how do I put this, as little of a disadvantage as possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, people are, are going to have, you know, Gordon always says like, oh, if you're, if you're on a controller, you're at a disadvantage. You know, if, if, if you're playing on a console, you're already at a disadvantage. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, you know, a, a good point, uh, somebody in our chat, uh, Destiny fan is, is talking about the, the whole IS, ISP problem, which actually I think could be a big problem because, you know, if you're talking about data caps, like I, I don't have to, I, or at least I yeah. never run into my data caps here in the Bay Area, but I think we're in a special situation where I know somebody like Brad has to worry about data caps, uh, you know, so, yeah. yeah. No, it's a, for the U.S. specifically, cloud gaming does not make a lot of sense right now. 
um, our infrastructure and our ISP per, or sorry, our internet service providers are very stingy about uh, mm-hmm. where they deploy mm-hmm. and then how much bandwidth they give you or your data caps rather. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's true. Your bandwidth, your data rates and how much data you can use per month. Whereas, like, other countries in the world did not have this problem at all. Uh, Peter uh, points out that he has no data caps in the Netherlands. Yeah. Well, you live in a magical (laughs) world. Yeah. Uh, It also includes really strong social security type nets. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why I think the streaming option isn't for the masses. It will not replace... Uh, you know, a dedicated hardware. Gordon is right. People will still want Whoa, their. Wait, 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 hold wait, on, hold no. on. But come on. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yes. You just yes. told him he was right. You Gordon, just ruined the effect of this episode. Gordon, yeah, Gordon was right on one point is that people <laughs> will still want hardware. I will still want hardware. Yeah, that's true. But guess what? There are plenty of people who uh, will enjoy streaming, and there are even certain instances where I enjoy streaming, uh, you know. So, if that's the case, are you excited about things like Stadia and Microsoft saying, like, so Google and Microsoft both saying that they, they plan to make more inroads into that sort of, you know, area? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know about Google because, you know, they have killed <laughs> off plenty of things that do not work out. That right? was the thing that I was worried about, too, when they announced it. I was just like, wow, like, how long is that actually going to survive? Like, so many of their projects feel like, like, Allo. Does anyone actually remember Allo? Does anyone actually use it? I used to use it. I, I That's how I used to, to text with Flo. Because she was like one of the last person but, people but using But that's it. my point. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like only yeah. like the people who are really covering the scene or like super huge Google fans or, you know, really wanted the, uh, I forgot the standard that it was supposed to support, the one that starts with an R. Oh, like, R- RMS. RMS, yeah. yeah. Which is still coming, but yeah. I mean, yes, but I'm just saying that I, it's just like they, because they had, remember the, it was a Google I.O. where they just talked about it for like a, it was a, yeah. a really solidly decently long presentation they did on it and then it just kind of like vanished you know like there was yeah. like no talk about it like nothing and this is how it goes with google like how many times have has hangouts been like promoted like <laughs> demoted promoted merged like you know what i mean yeah. like they just i just don't know like how much stock you can put into them actually launching a service and how long it'll survive and i mean they they have the infrastructure and the know-how to make it work exactly does that mean that they can stick with it i don't know but actually i think because of google getting into it i'm going to predict that amazon is going to get into it because Mm. so much of the internet runs off of uh, AWS, right? And S3. And guess what? They have a streaming platform called Twitch. And imagine if... It's just like the Google presentation. Imagine if you're watching your favorite gamer on Twitch and you could just hop into the, you know, the, the same save state that the, that they post, you know, right there and stream it right in your browser. Like I actually think, uh, Amazon's going to come into it and Amazon is going to make a huge play at it. And whether Google sticks around or not, Amazon will probably stick around, uh, and have, have the infrastructure and the know-how because they do. So if Amazon were to get into the fray, that would actually, that would be quite interesting but i don't think they would do it only if google seemed to be the major player i think they would need something like microsoft and sony to really also invest in that to make it um competitive and interesting to them yeah 
yeah no i mean i think everybody's gonna dip their their toe into it uh and i think amazon getting into it is gonna be a for sure bet and it's gonna they're gonna stick with it uh yeah i mean so here's the thing like gordon is very much about uh hardware his love for hardware is very very tangible you guys are highs <laughs> i'm not high on this point or at least i'm in a state I where i can smoking over there <laughs> <laughs> that one doesn't have any cussing yeah oh you found a fourth one yeah there's a fourth one fourth yeah. one um but given how we're just moving towards a digital future and a lot of things like books, movies, you know, games became digital, um, a music. lot of, yeah, yeah, music that, and then like the whole renting as a service as opposed to owning. So like, you know, your Spotify, mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of thing. I think that there's at least going to be a lot of experimentation yeah. around this to see if it sticks or not before people actually give up on it as an idea. So I don't think it's not in our future. If it, Whether or not it's going to be a permanent part of our future remains to be seen. Yeah. Well, and also uh, <clears throat> Gordon has had plenty of arguments with me uh, offline about <laughs> the value of Blu-rays and that nobody wants to stream movies uh, because the quality is horrible. And I'm like, eh, you know, I mean, as wait, he's arguing in favor of a disc because he gives me yeah. when we have our conversations offline, he gives me nothing but crap when I talk about owning discs. <sighs> yeah, no, no he just likes Gordon just likes to, to argue the devil's advocate point. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. I exactly. like talking with him sometimes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, for the people who are in late and asking, uh, Gordon and Brad are on vacation. So, so we yeah. are. What's the modified term I want to say? Um, when the dogs are away, the cats will play? How's there you that? go. There we go. I like that one. I like that one. Adam wanted to be a cat, yeah. so I had to change saying. Yeah. There you go. That works. Uh, so, yeah. Streaming is there, or it, it's going to stay there, and it is in our future. Yeah. It I, is not the future. It's not the only future. No. But it is a future. Part of it. Uh, part of the future. So, so I can see people who... Like, for example, let's say that uh, Microsoft makes it possible to uh, do game, cloud game streaming if you sign up for a certain level of Xbox Live. Let's just say that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, let's yeah. say you, let's have, that, I mean, that's how they get PC gamers to sign up for Xbox Live, right? So you sign up for Xbox Live, a certain tier, you get the option to stream, you know, so many games, you know, through the cloud. And let's say you buy a copy of Halo 7, Right, mm-hmm. so I'll put it more in the, into the future. Uh, Halo I, Seven confirmed. <laughs> you buy a copy of Halo Seven. You're on a plane somewhere. You know, you brought your laptop with you because you're, you know, w- traveling for business or whatever, and you're back in your hotel room. And you want to play something? Then maybe you can stream off of that through the Microsoft yeah. Store version of the game. Yeah, I would say my biggest worry about all of these features mm. uh, that I know Gordon would lines? get on. Well, no, uh, I love Terminator, so I'm all about timelines, uh, is something that, uh, uh, our friend, uh, Ryan Schlepper, uh, oh, hey. uh Super X by Air, I kind of want to try him out. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, hey, don't abuse friendship. Yeah, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, he's saying, uh, there's a big resurgence in actually owning content. You know, having the physical thing, and I think that's one of my biggest worries is like Stadia has not talked about 
you know, are, are you, are you, are you going to own it through them? Uh, are you getting a key to steam that you can also download it there? Or, you know, like, like what's the, the model? Will you ever actually own your content again? Oh, you know, we're kind of going away from that in games really hard. Well, really hard. I mean, everything digital, you don't own it. You only own a license to, right, to, right. to use it. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so, I mean, it is a danger, but I think if it's cheap enough, then it won't matter so much, right? So, like, well, like, game, pre- game preservation matters. Game preservation matters. I don't want to ever. I, oh, I see your point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we were to go to an only digital format, that yeah. would be concerning. Yeah. But I don't think, well, don't which, think we will. Well, because it's like, you know, right now the music industry, like Ryan is saying, you know, like went so far away from physical media. I don't remember the last time I bought a CD. It's but, still possible to, yeah, though. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But but I've, I've you know, like uh, I've been investing in, in you know, uh, vinyl collection and stuff like that, uh, you know, and movies kind of the same way. There's there's a place for the, the Blu-rays. So, you know, I hope we never get away from discs, but, you know. I mean, GameStop is having a hard time staying in business, uh, so that's also another I indication. Op- I think it'll always be an option because they can't. There's going to be until, at least speaking from a U.S. centric perspective, until the entire country is so n- well networked yeah. that everyone is on. I don't know. Let's just say even 300 megabits per second service. Like it's not going to be feasible to go to like a future where everything is just streamed. Or digital. Yeah. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, but, you know, if you want to play on your uh, nuclear submarine, there's always the Xbox 360. I still can't believe they let Patrick get away with statements like that. I think he's the one who actually said it. Uh, he he did not get away with it. He's not there anymore. No, so. he left of his own accord. Well, They didn't did oust he? him. Did he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He did go to Zynga, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, video games. We've been talking a lot about video games. Video games are great. Yeah, consoles any, any, are great. Yeah, anything PCs else are great. Everything is great. Yeah, everything well, not is everything, great. But you know, yeah, everything is awesome. Like everything like Lego. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a good. Uh, now I'm gonna hear the song yeah. all day. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> but come on. Yeah, I. I'm sure he's seen the Lego movie. Do you think Gordon has seen the Lego movie? Oh, no, come on. Disney owns everything. They will eventually. (laughs) They're, they're going to become the corporation of like the evil corporation, all the video games. Like we always assume that evil corporations are like dark and foreboding, Mm -hmm. but I think it's going to be something like Disney. It's going to have the face of a, uh, a mouse. Uh, Cause I mean, look at the Lego movie where it's like, you know, Taco Tuesday. Because it's like really dark, dark thing. Yeah. No one knows it because it's right. like everyone's everything's awesome. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Uh, you know what made me happy, Elena? Ah. Uh, that uh, has a little smile on my face because I know what you're going to say. <laughs> for the first time in over a dozen years, probably, uh, I watched Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Well, what a coincidence! So did I. What? Wow! Why? Why did we all of a sudden just want <laughs> to start watching this? Star Trek: The Motion Picture? Because Elena. we wanted. I think we had this idea that we wanted to prove Gordon wrong <laughs> on so many things. On so many things, and one of the things that he constantly says is that people who like Star Trek: The Motion Picture like boring things, and it's not worth it. Yeah. And right. I am here to say that that is not true, Gordon. Yeah, you know I. 
I will say, not having it watched since I was a kid, even when I was a kid, I knew it was slower. It was not my favorite of the Star Trek movies, uh, you know, but, uh, but I still watched it here and there as a kid, but I hadn't seen it, God, maybe, you know, maybe even 20 years. I really don't remember the last time I, I saw mean, it. I mean, this thing is almost 40 years old. I mean, 79. Yeah, yeah, it came 79. out in 79. So I, I think. Holy crap, this movie. This- it's yeah. 40 years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I will say that I was worried going into it that maybe Gordon was right. You guys are high. Okay, I'm really slow on that board over there. Uh, yeah. You're and, doing all the things. Like, yeah, I know. Right? Uh, you're doing chat. You're talking with me. You're doing soundboard. But come on. Give yeah. one more thing to juggle. <laughs> uh, I will say that uh, I was really worried that it wasn't going to hold up. But when I started watching it, I was like, you know what? The first 10 minutes made me so happy. Right? You know, it just like, really does. And, and I, I kept thinking, I don't know why this word was stuck in my head, but, you know, as somebody who understands how films are made and, mm. and understands, uh, you know, like a lot of the lighting techniques they used were straight from the show. A lot of the camera angles and the framing and a lot of the ways they shot it. And even the story just feels like one big episode from the show, mm-hmm. right? And they knew that, hey, this is, we haven't made anything from the original show for so long, you it's know, like that, 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 13 years, yeah, something like 12 that. 12 years, right? It's been a while. I, I can't remember. It'd been a while, but you know, like, and I think people like Gordon and I, and I asked a lot of my friends too. I was like, hey, what did you think about the original one? And the people who hate it were in the camp of they wanted a Star Wars. They wanted a movie. They wanted a cinematic experience. Yeah. But what the, what Star Trek the motion picture is is actually just an episode of the TV show you know like expanded out to two hours uh, and when it does you know a lot of people are like oh but it's got those 10 minute sequences you know flying around the Enterprise or or going over the, the That's alien what ship. actually makes it so great look yeah. look Everybody, I took notes <laughs> on everything that I thought was great. There's a there's a couple of critical comments in here, but I took notes on what makes it so great. Yeah, and I it's think, called atmosphere, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I think for Gordon to say that this movie is boring is to miss the point of this movie, and yeah. the point of this movie was like the tension and the emotion, like just the emotions that come from exploring the unknown, right? Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be this constant, like, uh, the Klingons are after us, red alert, like, you know, arm the photon torpedoes kind right? of thing. Like, yeah. it can be like, what is this thing? It's like killing stuff, and we don't know what it is, and we don't know what's going to happen when we get close to it. Like, it feels almost more true to life in a way, where it's like, yeah. you when you're exploring something you don't know, you get all these emotions, like the excitement, the tension, the dread, like... And I don't know. I don't think it needs to be fast paced Mm -hmm. to inspire those emotions. And I think what's the word I wrote here? Where's my notes? I wrote, uh, well, I can't find it. Yeah. So the tension comes from your, (laughs) from your imagination. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you allow your imagination to run while you're watching this and like to put yourself in these characters shoes i think you can feel all these moments like i love the score from star trek oh yeah enterprise does not count that does not count yeah that is stricken from the record in my, <laughs> in my mind 
But like when, like when the, the like the orchestra just like just gets Swells going. Yeah, it's yeah, just I mean, oh, it's just like so good. Yeah, it's just. And so when they have that like long pan of like seeing the Enterprise, it's yeah. like this moment they're getting the band back together. Like yeah, this is really right? important. Like it really is. Like and ha- you're seeing like a read a, a new design of the yeah, Enterprise. You know, right where it's like and like how do I put this? Which is a beautiful design, by the way. Yeah. This is almost for me. This movie is more relatable because. It's not so over the top that I couldn't actually put myself in these characters' shoes. Yeah. Like, if I were someone who had been serving, you know, on the Enterprise for a while, or like been with a group of coworkers I really had like these intense experiences with, and I'm going back to the place that we had it. Yeah. And like you see this place is all shiny and new and changed. Like you would yeah. get this moment of like, What's in store for me? Like, you know, what's going to happen now? I, I, I love this movie for those moments. Well, and they, they even had the, uh, they, they even had the, the gusto to have that part where, uh, Kirk, like, kind of, like, pauses in the hallway and it's like, oh no, I'm confused. Which way do I go? And has to ask the ensign, like, which way to some elevator or something like that. And I was just like, yeah, wow, you know, a, like, like that, that was yeah. a, a little human touch that, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't have to put in there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to that point, it's like, the the people who made this and probably mostly around Gene Roddenberry too are were used to making a TV show and I bet if if those episodes of the TV show could have been longer they would have taken their time to build the suspense this this thing's coming to destroy humanity no one knows what it is it has destroyed countless ships already yeah. what is it you know how are we going to fight this what is it going to do don't get me wrong there are like huge plot holes and I, I don't uh, want to yeah, well. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who yeah, hasn't well, actually watched it. it there's a couple people who say that they now want to see it. <laughs> yeah, like, I've, I don't want to spoil it. So, like, you don't, for me, it's like you don't go into this expecting, like, some amazing, like, really makes you think, like, wow, that was, like, a really well done, no. like, kind of set of, like, loops that I just went in to get to the final, you know, you know, scene. Yeah. There's just a lot of, there's some gigantic plot holes in there. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. I, I will say, but, though, I, as, as we were going through the 20 minute long tracking shot of the, uh, the alien ship, you know, and just being like, what the hell is this? I actually remembered the twist and the ending and, and like what it, you know, the, the um, alien ship is. And I was just like, oh, wow, they did that. Cause at the time when I was young, and we're not going to spoil it, at the time when I was young, that impact didn't, you know, I didn't know what that was, so I, I didn't have that that big like twist impact. Yeah, so I get no. to almost experience this twist right. as a uh, as fresh and fresh eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because me coming back to this as an adult, I actually am much more critical of the movie from an intellectual standpoint. I think when I watched this when I was younger, I came to it with a lot of heart. If that makes sense, like oh, yeah. I got like the the overall emotional message that was kind of being uh, filtered through. And I just really loved the reveal. And I, I, I think I almost cried again this time because it's just, to me, it was very sweet. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, the reaction I had inside. And and having that be the core of what's a science fiction, you know, themed show and, I guess, you know, movie in this case is really nice. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I just... I love it. And, and, okay, so I made a list of the things I liked, right? Do it. So how can, so how can Gordon not like awkward jumpsuits? Because I gotta say, <laughs> when I, I think I watched this for the first time when like I was like 16. It was very awkward. Very awkward. And as an adult, uh, maybe this just says where my mind is right now, but like there are scenes where like there are like, you know, 
extras in the background, like reaching up. No, for st- you know that, what I'm that, talking about. That first about? part on the bridge, you yeah, saw it too. it's like it pans over, <laughs> and this guy's like reaching up, working in the ceiling, and it just like boom, bulge, jumpsuit bulge, and I was like, wow, okay, they they weren't dumb, they knew what they were doing. And there's, there's more of it. That's not the only no, time you not see the it. Only time. I the, and I wrote that note. I was like, awkward jumpsuits. <laughs> and, and even though I, you know, even though, um, you know, the, one of the main lady characters, uh, <laughs> outfits is very revealing later, I would say there, there was way more bulge going on, you know, than, yeah, uh, I mean, ma- male, male, gr- hey, you know, it, it, this show's about equality. Yeah. This yeah, show's about equality. It really is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like the fabulous feathered hair. Like, it's yeah, right. so 70s. Like, like, I was watching it and the whole time, like when I finished, I thought, okay, what to me is the thing that would make me want to watch this again or like recommend it? And it's like, and I wrote here, it's like the moment that DeForest Kelly appears in a seventies jumpsuit with the full chain. <laughs> Sorry about the spoilers, guys, but chest and, hair. But he's like chest hair. Like he's got beard. this. Like he's got. This, yeah, I think he had a beard, and like he's got the full like <laughs> almost like Mister T kind of like thick gold chain with like a pendant on it and i was just like oh my god they are not they are not shying away oh oh Oh, no no. it's you know what that's okay leave it i got i got it's fine i got so excited so excited about check the motion picture i and also (laughs) i was cracking up to myself uh, over here on uh twitch uh space dive uh said bulges are future proof (laughs) in in the future there will be bulges i mean Uh, as long as we're human yes yes we have not evolved there will be people. And then, and then, in that same scene, and this is not a spoiler either. You have Shatner's like just a little too much theatrical acting, like oh, stage yeah. acting, where he's like. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, that and like when when they're going through the the wormhole and they're all just sitting there, you know, like and like obviously like that bouncing themselves, you know, like and it's just like it was so cheesy. I I don't know if they meant for it to be cheesy, but that's what the. But, but man, it was so cheesy. Is, and it was so good. Okay, I didn't watch a lot of the original series. I did, but okay, so you'll be able to talk about this more fully. But for all the fans of Star Trek, the original series. That um have set that I've talked to, they all say that the campiness is one of its charms, right? Yes. And and you definitely get that in this movie. Yeah. It like when you go to Star Trek, uh, Wrath of the Khan, like uh-huh. the second movie, a lot of that's not there. It's very it, it polished. Gets serious. It gets yeah. very serious. Very polished. Like same with like my favorite of the original series movies is actually Star Trek Six. Uh, undiscovered country great one but again a serious super polished like a lot of like dramatic tension yeah but like the motion picture just really encompasses that like we're on the frontier we don't know what's going to (laughs) happen but we're gonna just make our bet do our best with it and here are some special effects that are kind of questionable and how they hold up but if you think this is 1979 40 years oh my god 40 years ago like that would have been really cool you know like i don't know i just i I mean and um, i love this movie for movie context you know obviously it's after star wars uh, it's after 2001 space odyssey you know the the practical effects actually were pretty damn good there there's There's, a lot of good effects there's a moment Uh, in there and i want i mean i guess i am spoiling it but no spoilers but like there's a moment where i think tron came after this movie 
81 or 2. Yeah. Right. And there's like, a, there's like a moment in there where I was like, I'm getting kind of a Tron vibe. This mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. how they're all kind of just playing off each right? other. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, once again, I don't think it's an amazing film, you know, uh, like, but I was like, hey, you know what? It's I'm going to this for, awesome. for cheese. And it, actually, I asked my other friend and it, who did love it, uh, and he described it as classic trash, you know, just like, but in a good way, <laughs> you know, like if you just want like cheesiness and cl- classic trash, like. But it's not trashy. It's trash. It's has, not trashy. It's not trash. Trashy. doesn't have heart. And I feel. True. And that is the very first thing I wrote on my list here. Like, this movie has a lot of heart. Yeah. A lot of it. A lot of heart. Yeah. And, uh, you, and you just get like so many 70s references in there. Because I swear that that wormhole scene that you mentioned <laughs> is just a reference to tripping out on LSD. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Especially when like their faces are like pulling. Yes. Yeah. I'm the director. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> But yeah. like the shots are great, like the wide panos, I love those. Yeah, yeah. The cinematography and the the yeah. lighting, the lighting is is purposefully like yeah, uh so like like TV set lighting. It's it's not the, uh, cinematic yeah. lighting. It's yeah. and they try they try to be kind of you know spiritual or like you know a little bit you know yeah deep with some of their their concepts. Yeah, it doesn't always come together, but yeah, I just I love, what, come together. I love yeah. what they try for the the whole thing though about Star Trek being a military organization. I guess really proto military. It was based in San Francisco. I totally forgot oh, that part. <laughs> that I mean, I'm a I I love the city. Like I've spent a lot of time here, so uh, that always gives me like the warm fuzzies when I see like a picture of like Starfleet headquarters with the Golden Gate Bridge. I totally forgot. Yeah, uh, I totally forgot. <laughs> but the uh, whole proto military thing though. It's just so funny because there's so many times where I'm like, you would not have all the senior staff go on an away mission. Okay. Like that is just like, <laughs> you, yeah. that is a Star Trek thing. It's not just this movie, but yeah. it's like every time I see that, it's like, you would never, you would never risk that much like high, like high well, level brass. And like, it, even, but, be, even before that, brass, Shatner but. goes out in a, in a spacesuit. I know. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, like, come on. <laughs> the captain wouldn't do that. That's dumb. Like you, that's yeah. why you have the other people to do that for you. Yeah. Like that's, that's how know. it works. Hey, but that's, that's the amazing future that is Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, like people dating each other in the military. <laughs> Within yeah. the same chain of command, also not a real thing. Yeah. But uh, I just, yeah. I just love how Ron Bear's like, well, <sighs> it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I will say that I totally remembered uh, at the at the very beginning of the movie, Klingons come to you know I- interact with uh, whatever this entity is that's barreling towards Earth, uh, and they get destroyed. And it reminded me that I could you Spoiler. not. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I had as a young adult, a English to Klingon dictionary and I I used to study that and I used to try to talk to my, my, my mom and dad and they would just get so, they're just like, oh, all right. Yeah, cool. I'm glad you're into it, but just. Just stop stop there <laughs> no they, they let me go they let me go they just were like okay you, you did what you're gonna do now just say it in english <laughs> so yeah that was uh oh, that was a good man. memory too <laughs> the whole time i was watching that initial scene my thought was that quote i think it's um from deep space nine when someone like actually asks i think it's a trouble with triples episode oh, where yeah, they had like yeah and I think somebody asked Worf, like, what happened to you guys? Because, like, you know, the face ridges are different between Next Generation and um, the original series. Yeah. And I think he said something like, 
we do not talk about that. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the yeah. whole time I was just like staring at them on screen and I just have like my <laughs> like, voice in the back of my head saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what, man? Grand Mage, uh, has a good point. I wonder if Google Translate has Klingon. Man, God, that would be amazing. That would be I, awesome. I doubt it does, but, uh, I yeah. mean, no, there's gotta be enough nerds working for Google. It's gotta be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, do we have any supporters in chat? Cause I actually want to know if anybody else has watched the motion picture and liked it. If you didn't like it, I don't need to know. We're, right we're now. actually, we're, we're getting, we're getting about 50 50. You okay, know, yeah. that's fair. but also fair. I think a lot of people in here have never seen it. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's not a thing for me. It was, I also have this memory of watching it for the first time when I was like, it was like late at night. It was like, uh, I don't know, probably winter. I may, I might be making that part up, but uh-huh. it just felt like cozy. Cause I was like, in like a, what I call like a nest of blankets. Right. So I'm just like cozy and it's just like, Everything's quiet in the house, and you just kind of watch this movie, and you just kind of absorb it. I just have this really fond memory of it. Yeah, no, I and I, I used to 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 watch most of my Star Trek movies when I was uh, babysitting uh, oh. my my younger sisters. So yeah, we we would rent some movies, and it would almost always at least one of them was the Star Trek movie. Uh, and so the motion yeah. picture specifically, any any of them. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. I so. was like, how many times have you watched this? I mean, that one I probably have watched over a dozen times. Really? When I was a kid, yeah. I mean, I mean, and that was like one of the least ones. Like, as as, when I was a kid, probably my favorite was the fourth one, just because it was so dumb and fun. You know, I hate to admit this, but I've never watched that one. Like, I see. Actually, I think I I was going to say if we're talking about like just cheesiness and like you know having that like wholehearted kind of goodness Mm -hmm. to it, the fourth one is 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 next in line. Like, because they kind of went back to it. The second and third one are kind of serious now. Yeah, (laughs) so I can watch it, and I should. Uh, And yes, Godzilla the whale one, and it's set in San Francisco. And that's the reason why I never watched it because Uh, I was I was in the video store because I'm old enough to remember blockbusters and video stores um and i would look at the back the box you know cover description and they would talk about going to save the whales or whatever the plot line is and i was like yeah nope (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. i want space yeah (laughs) that's why i'm watching science fiction i mean space is involved but it's uh it's uh that was was young me that was young me like i that's not i I think i actually think you know maybe we should follow up on this Uh, i want to see uh uh, Gordon's take on it, but I think you would enjoy four for the, some of the same reasons that I will that watch it. So yeah, we should try it. It's I been a while since Blu-ray I watched it. Too. Box set. Uh, specifically nice. because Dang, it came that, with that the motion nice. picture. Jeez. All right. Maybe I should, uh, how much was that? Okay, maybe I oh, I got it on that. sale. I mean, it's me. I got it on sale. <sighs> okay. Yeah. If I see uh, it on sale again, I'll let you know. Uh, Scott says, everyone remember where we parked. And that was, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's, yeah, it's That funny. sounds like a good line already. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think we should, uh, uh, move to some questions. Move to some questions. You know, we have questions in our Discord, uh, obviously. Oh, do we? Uh, our faithful Discord even... people. But the thing is, a lot of them revolve around deep stuff, you know, like, oh. like ninth gen and 1650. Oh, we'll get to so that when, uh, Gordon. Hold on to it. Yeah. Or I will hold on to it. It'll still be there in Discord, uh, and you can ask uh again but right now why don't you just ask us anything you know if you just want ama yeah ama uh elena and adam here just ama you know we'll, we'll go for you know a couple minutes and then uh and then ask we me go. anything about the japan oh yeah so you know uh 
you know, I will say that uh, you know, know you were you were in Japan I for a, a good little trip. Yeah, um, almost two weeks. It know. was amazing because yeah. I I went mostly for the weather at this time of year. I do not like hot weather, and cold weather is kind of a pain to pack for. So I was like, okay, I'm either going in April or October, and I chose April. And the cherry blossoms were all still in bloom. It was amazing. That's beautiful. It was completely not planned, but so nice. Uh, all right. Our first question comes in from uh, Anthony Williams, uh, and then I'll get back to the Japan thing. Sure. Uh, yeah. Would you rather have a four-cylinder V6, V8, or V12 in your vehicle? Uh, am I, am I, am I, is it in a nice car or is it in my, like, Corolla? No context. <laughs> well, Camry. Corollas don't have anything but four cylinders. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. No, I'm right. I know. I know at least <laughs> okay. this. I'm not a, really a car person, but I know this as uh, family members. Uh, um, for a daily commute car, four cylinder because <laughs> I need gas. I need like good mileage, buddy. Um, if if something a little peppier, but I'm not doing like actual like what drag racing, probably like a V6. Okay. I will say my first car was a 1977 Cadillac Sedan DeVille, banana Ooh. yellow with a white top. It had a V8 with a 540-ish cubic inch uh, engine. It was massive uh, in that thing. I want to see pictures. Yeah. That, I, I actually have pictures. So I did my graduation pictures with my car. Oh, I you my have car. to show that to us now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to find it. They're, Maybe, actually, they're actually physically photos. Yeah. So I, I'd have to Take a picture of... No, just take a picture of the picture and then just yeah, show okay. it to... That's at work. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, and one of them, I swear to God, I'm riding on the top like a surfboard. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, I mean, 18. Like that's, my senior uh, graduation. That's so adorable. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So another question, or here's a comment from uh, Elder Geek. He says, Elena, colon, big in Japan. I am actually a fairly large person in Japan. It's really nice. Okay. Yeah. Like, like substantially? Because you're actually kind of small. In I'm, my opinion. Well, I mean, you're you're a large man, Adam. Wait, I've heard that line before somewhere. <laughs> yeah, someone, everyone else might know where that line comes from soon. Soon, um, <laughs> you are you're a much larger person than I am. But in Japan, uh, it's amazing because, uh, like, um, when you're on the bus, the the whole handhold things are at the right height. Uh, um, there are a lot of women around me though that are actually shorter than me. So uh-huh. there are times where I'm like. I'm a giant. <laughs> the, I, I will say I lived in Pittsburgh for a couple of years and that was the most concentration of the shortest women I've ever seen in my life. For some reason, Pittsburgh has really small women. Maybe it's just cold there. I have no idea. So everyone uh, just huddles up. Yeah. Uh, Naga K is asking, what's your education and how did you get into PC world? Mm, my education? Uh, I guess you're asking like what I majored in college? No clue. Oh, well, I actually majored in English literature, of all things, which okay. is very... If you are Asian American or you have Asian American friends, you will know that is a not common major among uh, that particular group. Hmm. Uh, I have a very permissive father. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I kind of fell into writing about technology as an accident, because I actually... Uh, started with video games. So I mm. worked on video game uh, stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. Like what? And then, oh, like I worked for official. What? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. I think that was a uh, a glitch here. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Turn it back on. <laughs> uh, what, what was it? Was it a console? 
Uh, it might have been. Oh, okay. I don't want to have the uh, random mute fairy reappear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, while I was working at OXM specifically, um, my boss was le- started letting me write more of like the technology type reviews and stuff. So like headsets and oh, cool. you know managing like um, people doing monitor reviews and game capture things stuff like that so i kind of like soft like soft walked my way into it and then uh when they folded the u.s team maximum pc picked me up because i had because gordon and i worked at the same company at that time oxm and max pc were owned by the same uh, company future and so i during my time at oxm i used to stop by the maximum pc side of the office and like just stare at all the beautiful cases and just ask what new things they had in. And Gordon was always really, really cool about like showing me the latest stuff and like mentioning it to me in the break room if we ran into each other, stuff like that. So they ended up picking me up for a little bit. I worked there. And but come I on. Yeah. Kind of kept going from there and I eventually landed at PC World, which is pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, How about you? Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, Mine's a little weird and twisty. Uh, I originally went to school for psychology. Flunked out because grades uh, didn't really work. But I worked in that field for a while, realized I wanted to get into some creative, so I actually went back to school for audio. Uh, ended up working at Audio Post House, uh, where I was working on documentaries and uh, and TV spots and radio and stuff like that. Uh, I have name I have my name in two movies. The credits. Uh, oh, cool. One of them is a very small movie. I don't think anyone could find called Deadfall Trail. Uh, and then the other one is actually a really good uh, documentary uh, about uh, James James Maynard Keenan, Maynard James Keenan, uh, the guy, the lead guy of uh, Tool. Uh, hmm. He has a winery in Jerome, Arizona. Uh, oh, interesting. And I worked on a cool documentary called Blood into Wine. Uh, yeah, so you'll see my name in the credits on that. But just Adam Murray. This was before I, I used the Patrick. So ah. uh, anyway, by doing that, I started seeing like, oh, the video stuff is cool. And my ex-wife and I at the time owned art galleries and, and we're, I was like, ah, I kind of want to do some like interviews with artists. So I, I started shooting video, uh, and then I started shooting photography and then, you know, uh, one thing led to the next and, and I've always been in technology and I applied for this job to, to shoot and edit. Uh, and it just so happened that one of my idols, uh, in the PC space, Gordon Mong worked here and I was like, hell yeah, sign me up. Yeah. So, and if you all don't know, Adam, and Dan as well, but largely Adam, I think, um, is responsible for the fantastic lighting and the general ambiance of this particular set. The lighting's definitely Dan. Dan's oh. Dan's really good at lighting. I, I I'm I'm the one who kind of made up the set, and then he helped me light it. Uh, the big softbox was me, but yeah, the rest yeah. of it, Dan's. Dan's Our really video good team at. in general is just top notch. Yeah, we have a we have a good time. Uh, I don't look this good in real life. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, and then. The next question comes from Peter Jansen. I don't know why. Uh, and he's asking, Elena, do you also get headaches Wait. with prolonged warm weather? You don't know why? I don't know why he's asking you this. Oh, I was like, you know him. He's one of our regulars. Oh, no, no, no. I know Peter. <laughs> and he says he gets headaches from prolonged warm weather, and he's asking if you do. Um, I don't get prolonged headaches from warm warm weather. I just don't like the feeling of it. I mean, I've grown up in the Bay Area I grew up in the Bay Area and I'm used to this weather and I just, just, it zaps all my energy. 
So by the like the end of the day rolls around when it finally cools off and all I want to do is sleep and that's really lame. <laughs> um, yeah, that happens to everybody. Does it really? Because I know some people who love being out in the sun. They just love it. Yeah, that's well, not me. I I lived in Phoenix for like six years. Yeah, see, so, you love yeah. warm weather. <laughs> I love warm I weather. I do not. But it's still you can when it rolls around, it's it 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 makes you more sluggish. It kind of slows you down. It's the uh, worst. I hate sure. it. Uh, so yeah, uh, CMC Knight is asking, what was your favorite meal when you were in Japan? Ooh, that's really hard. So there was so much good, there's so much good food. So my, my favorite thing about Japan is that it's, it's, if you can afford to just make it over there, it is so easy to find food, bathrooms, and drink, drinks like both the soft drink variety and liquor. And it's pretty affordable, even in Tokyo. Um, it's amazing. I, so let's see, what did I have that I loved best? Oh my God. So many good meals I had. Um, there was a place in Shinjuku where it was like a rotating sushi bar and I must've cleared like 10 plates of like nigiri. So like two pieces each (laughs) (laughs) and it cost me $16, Okay, 16 us dollars for that. No, no, not even. It was 1600 yen. And right now the the exchange rate is in favor of the dollar, so I probably paid more like fifteen dollars or fourteen fifty for like twenty pieces of sushi. Like you could not <laughs> get that in the U.S. And it's so good. Like that is considered like cheap, low end, right? And it was already so good compared to the U.S. Uh, so that was that, that, that was, was your favorite, favorite one. Well, that is like tied, I think, with when we went for um, wagyu beef. No. Yeah, my so my buddy, the the friend of mine that I went I with. Guess what, Peter? I'm hungry. <laughs> my my buddy was, said to me, he's like, I've got two goals for this trip. One, I'm going to eat so much sushi, I'm going to get mercury poisoning, <laughs> and, two, <laughs> and two, um, that he was going to go to town on wagyu beef. And I don't make nearly as much money as he does. He, he's, <laughs> he's a software developer, and he's worked for a while. Um, but he let me kind of mooch off of him, which was really nice of him. <laughs> and like, he, he, we were like at these like food stalls and he like just buys like a stick. It's like this, a stick this long. And so like maybe that much beef, right? Uh-huh. And there's like three varieties, like $20 for a stick, $40 for a stick or $80 for a stick. And he got the mid tier. He got 40 and he gave me peace. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, I bet. And then we did it again. We had like yakiniku, <sighs> which is just like, you know, grilling it yourself, you know, at the table. Uh-huh. And we got like a $48 cut of it. Um, It's like that much. It's the fat content. It's actually pretty big for 48. It's amazing because the fat content um, makes the the flavor of it. It's just so um, intense because Uh the way it's marbled. But when you cook it, you don't get that like heavy, gross, greasy feeling like mm. you get if you eat like a really heavy hamburger. You know yeah. what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing that that was the case because, I mean, we left and my friend's like, uh, I don't I don't think I could eat any more of this. Because a couple of our, our, our acquaintances um, ha- was, were, happened to also be in Japan at the same time and they were going to do like all you can eat. <laughs> Jeez, and wow. he's like i don't think i could eat more than this i'm not sure how they're gonna get their money's worth and i was like oh no i'm ready i got my stretchy pants like we can go 
That's funny. So I think those two are like the standouts, but it's just in general, like the food is just amazing. You can go into, so they've got like three different convenience stores, like brands mm-hmm. that are really common in Tokyo. So it's 7-Eleven, uh, Family Mart and Lawson, and you can walk into any of them and they're prepackaged meals and like rice balls and they're all quite good because huh. they they cycle through them every yeah. day like people buy oh, them so frequently so it's always fresh it's it's not like going to 7-eleven in the u.s where it's like sad hot dogs full of questionable like <laughs> ingredients you know just just rolling on the platform yeah, <laughs> yeah for hours or who knows yeah <laughs> it's like you go to the end of the day and it's like it's like the rice balls are all cleared out pretty oh, much hungry. yeah it's so good oh so good yeah i could talk about this for i a just long i time. want i want one of the man i we were we went to daiso yesterday uh which is a it's like a dollar store it's a dollar store but japanese yeah. uh in, and the products are so much better yeah, yeah uh and and it made me remember that uh you know you talking about japan if i were ever go to japan i would just like melt into a puddle because it's like anytime we saw something that was like vaguely kitten related or cat related i was oh. just like oh oh yeah if you love cats especially <laughs> if you love cats japan is the country for you i mean they love cats there like there are so many cats it's yeah. great my uh not this trip but uh another one like the one of the people i was traveling with had found like there's like the street known for cats i forget if we were in kyoto or tokyo though and like you wander through and there are just like cats just like roaming around they're like yo what's up and you're like hey come back i'm taking a photo of you yeah yeah anyway uh yeah japan i want to go i just you don't think sure? i'd make it back i don't think i'd make it back we'll just i think i would live you into a, pu- a pail and just put that on the plane yeah with your passport i, I don't think i'd make it back you have to you everything's have to sh- just too cute you have to shoot video for cute. us yeah no, maybe we just move PC, PC World Japan, or I could open PC World Japan. Yeah, I should yeah. do it. I'll pitch this to my my boss. Uh, anyway, uh, Anthony Williams has a, a good pair of questions for us. Uh, what was y'all's first job? First job ever. First job ever. I was a temporary retail employee uh, for one of the Williams Sonoma brands. I think they're defunct now. Hold everything. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I think I just dated myself. Everyone's going to know how old I am now. Crap. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably not in the And internet. I was just literally moving things. Like, they are moving locations in the mall, so I was hired to just, like, actually, like, lift and carry stuff. But this was still at a time where they didn't really believe that women could move things, I guess. <laughs> so I didn't really have to move that much, which was strange to me. I was but like, come what? on. I got money, which is great, oh, but I was just like... <laughs> That's pretty good. Like, uh, my, so my dad actually like treated me like a son in many ways. And oh, so for uh-huh. the longest time I was his like grunt labor. <laughs> so the idea that I was at a job where they didn't actually want me to move things was very confusing to me. That is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, um, my first job was Arby's. I, I worked there for actually two years. I got so fat on Arby's <laughs> sandwiches in high school. Like I was so skinny in high school. Like so, so, so skinny. Arby's, man. And then like, uh, one of my friends, used to like want to go hang out at Arby's afterwards and so I just started like buying them and I went up like I went up like five pounds in high school which for me at the time was quite traumatic yeah curly fries Mm, no the roast beef sandwiches man the the butter used to be five for five it used to be five yeah it's the butter on the buns that make it so good yeah you you butter it you lather it and you toast it uh Arby's is not what it used to be. I, I went no. for the first time. No, it changed it like a year ago, and I was like, "Oh, no. this is completely different." No, uh, it's because people so. care about the calories. Yeah, do they? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, his next question. 
their next question. I guess I'm assuming Anthony is a man. Uh, listen to any other podcast. Do you listen to any other podcasts? I do. Um, I don't have a lot of time for them now. So I usually try to listen to um, like a news podcast just to keep current with things. Uh-huh. Um you want to say specific or no? No, I bounce between them. I was listening to like NBC's for a while because it was like short, but I really hate their like ugh, kind of like hokey way of like saying things. Mm. It's like mm-hmm. these voices that go up and then down. And I mean, it's up traditional and then, news. It yeah. varies, <laughs> but I just it doesn't work for me. In a Adam's here with Elena. Yeah, I just <laughs> no, not even that. It's it's more of like the emotional play stuff where they're like oh. and then, you know, like they, they they bring it to some kind of close, right, with some like dramatic emotional statement. And I'm just like just give me the news. Just give me the news. <laughs> just like, me the news. Just, just, just say me, the news. Yeah, just let me think for myself. Um I also I I do uh swing dancing as a hobby, so I listen to uh Spoilers. podcasts on that as well and then whatever i can fit in around that so like sometimes it's like one of the ign uh podcasts because I, I used to work there and so i like to see what my coworkers are i should go back and listen things. to those old episodes with you on them that would be funny which ones the 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 anime one. Oh, when i used to oh no when you used oh, to no. be on when i used to be on a po- podcast yeah so uh, that one doesn't even exist anymore so Oh, I'm sure there's like archive somewhere. There, there probably is, yeah. <laughs> uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. He does. Uh, I don't know yeah. how he manages to cram it in because he's always like, I'm always like, hey, Adam, have you seen this video on YouTube yet? And he's like, oh, yeah, I watched that and like 15 others. I'm like, where do you find the time for this? <laughs> I, I watch a lot of YouTube and then I listen to a lot of audio podcasts because my commute's like an hour long both ways. So, you know, uh, yeah, I just I love podcasts. I always have. Uh, so, and, and I have them kind of in different tiers, uh, like ones that I will listen to every episode, ones that I'll kind of choice pick episodes mm, yeah. and then ones that I'll pop in on every once in a while. The ones that I listen to almost every single episode is the, uh, giant bomb cast, the giant beast cast, uh, real time with Bill Maher, all systems, Goku, uh, Android central acts of the blood God, retronauts, unexplained mysteries, conspiracy theories, wow, uh, and gone. This uh, is your top must. Uh, yeah yeah i mean uh, and i don't listen to every single one all the time but mostly that that's what it is uh and then uh i also subscribe to the full nerd in the Macworld podcast i do too uh, and i actually listen to the full nerd uh i for some reason i like going back and listening yeah i like to go back to see like how many things i said wrong <laughs> yeah uh and then uh the the ones that i kind of pop in every once in a while are, are the comedy button weird heat uh, WTF with Mark Marin, yeah, Ben I Shapiro should... show, Radio Lab, Dropout, Stay Tuned with Pre, Jordan B. List. Peterson podcast, No Clip. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got too many podcasts, not enough time. Yeah, let's uh, see. What else do I have in my library here? And then somebody, uh, Tech with Sean said, uh, Player One podcast. Man, I haven't heard, I've, I used to listen to Player One podcast like back in 2008. Uh, I, I, I'm surprised they're still going. That's great. Good for them. Yeah. Oh, I listened to another video game one too from my friends, uh, from Future Video Game Apocalypse. Michael oh yeah, yeah, which you've been on Chris a couple Antista. times. Yeah. A couple times. They're really nice about having me on. Uh, all right, let's let's wrap this up. We got one more question, and it's a little more serious. Uh, usually, I, I end on the the funny ones, but this whole episode's been funny, so I'll end on a serious one. Uh, Patrick Ganny is asking for you specifically because I don't know oh. uh, tips for somebody who wants to get into hardware journalism. Hardware journalism. Um, I mean, you can take many paths to it. So the thing that I think the thing that I would recommend most is 
you, if you want to get into specifically writing, make sure your writing is good. Be uh, a good writer first. In some ways, yes, because it's actually harder to teach someone to write than it can be to teach someone about the technology. Obviously, if you're listening to our podcast, you already have an affinity for the technology, so that's not yeah. really a problem. So really what you want to stand out is to have really good clips and to be able to deliver that consistently because you're going to most likely start as a freelancer, most likely. Or if you're lucky, maybe you'll get in at a publication where you can write for um, whatever your main job is plus whatever technology stuff they have available. And if you're going to do that, you need to have very strong writing ability because no editor wants to spend a ton of time editing your stuff. No. It, it's like, it's, I would love to have more time to develop junior writers, but it's an investment of time. And a lot of times, I said time like five times. <laughs> There's six. You just did again. I know. You just don't have the resources and just the ability to do it. So if you have someone who can deliver copy to you, that's just like, wow, this is whistle clean. And I know for sure that they're not going to mess up their facts. Like I will go back to you time and time again for work. And then you'll build up a body of work, and then you can go pretty much anywhere you want from there. Nice. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. That's that's what Gordon thinks uh, about that topic uh, and all the rest, like uh, consoles uh, and gaming. Yeah. Um, so this was this was a really long, uh, like half nerd. I thought we yeah. were going to go for like forty minutes. And, hey, well, uh, you know what? Gordon is wrong about a lot. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, we just. We just have to talk about it. We just have to talk about it. We got to get in while we can. Yeah, I got to get in while we can. But now we got to get out. Yeah, it's time for lunch. I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. talked about. I was just thinking about it. We yep. talked about Japan and food, and there's some Kit Kats that on the table that need uh, that need some loving. Yeah, uh, yeah. Damn you. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's. Why, why don't you take him out? Do, do you remember his spiel? Oh. No, see, he cribs off of a written sheet. I don't have that sheet. All right, let me see if I can do it from memory. Yeah, he got it. Ah, okay. I know, I know most of it. All right, so uh, I don't even remember all the the podcast things. All right, you have to do that part. And uh, you're gonna have to do the special. Yeah, ch- check back in two weeks for two your weeks. next episode. Or uh, he always says whatever. Uh, check back, for, uh, you know, next week for another episode of the Full Nerd. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. Leave us five star review wait, every wait, time Stitcher. that it does Stitcher, Pocket Cast, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Spotify, Spotify. Yeah, we're now on Spotify. Uh, and uh, every time you do, uh, leave us five star review. Every time you do, Elena plays another console game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, for emails, send them to. The full nerd, full nerd at, at pcworld.com. PCworld.com. We do check it. Uh, it's just only a ghost of Gordon, so sometimes we have to wait for him to filter through it. Yep, yep. Uh, and uh, around Discord, so you yeah, can always drop Discord. us a line there and ch- hang out with the awesome, amazing, friendly people on yep. there. Uh, what else? I think that might be it. Yeah, uh, that's so it. I want to thank my co-host, uh, Elena Yee. Uh, thanks. Yep. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and uh, and then Adam will take I'm, us out. Uh, I will take us out. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to hit the button because I wasn't ready for it. So go play some console games Woo. if you want to piss off Gordon. Nope, that didn't work. <laughs>